0: Welcome to the Austin School of Furniture podcast, brought to you by, well, the Austin School of Furniture. We're a fine furniture school in Austin, Texas, offering classes of all links to all woodworkers of all skill levels. Join the ASF staff as we talk furniture making, how to grow as a craftsperson, and interview incoming instructors. Thanks for listening. Hey there, everybody. I'm Austin Waldo with the Austin School of Furniture podcast.
1: I'm Michelle Myers.
0: And this is episode seven? That sounds right to me. Yeah, something like that. Episode seven. Well, we're just chit-chatting, hanging out at the school, drinking coffee, working Working, with wood. Working hard. What are you working on right now?
1: A lot of bids. Um, Yeah, I'm working on three bids right now.
0: Okay. So, drawing stuff out, sending proposals.
1: Yep. Proposals, quotes, getting... Getting pricing from fine lumber and certainly woods and other people.
0: Other people. <laughs> yeah. What what are you? What are the projects?
1: Um, one is a built-in pantry. Um, it used to be a water water heater closet, and they're turning it into a built-in uh, pantry. Mm-hmm. But this house that's renovated, getting renovated. Used to be a bomb shelter, one of three in okay. the city of Austin, I guess. And just like everything is like cinder block construction, mm-hmm. none of the walls are square or plumb or anything. <laughs> and the poor Tyler, gosh, he's doing a great job for what they're
0: what he's working with.
1: Yeah, interesting. <laughs> it's a it's an interesting building. Hmm. I wa- I uh, drove up and I was like, this does not look like residential. <laughs> Am I in the right place? Hmm.
0: Yeah, I can't imagine how that would be to actually live in a bomb shelter. <laughs> Doesn't sound very enjoyable.
1: Probably bad cell phone service.
0: <laughs> Maybe that's what they're going for. Yeah. You just turn off when you go home. The
1: 5G barrier, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. Um, that and what else? Um. A, a small shelving cabinet for a, a small bathroom um, next to a sauna where I built a sauna door for, and a small veneered coffee table that's um, gonna sit over a round ottoman. So, like, the ottoman will stick out on either side. Okay. And the coffee table just like sit in the middle. Nice. I that's thought that was a nice design.
0: Yeah, that yeah. sounds fun. Mm hmm. <laughs> What about you sweeping, still, that's not true.
1: Sweeping. That's not true. I see you cutting things all the time. You were cutting what? What were you cutting?
0: So, I'm prepping wood for this weekend's class. So, we have a finishing mm-hmm. class. That's Catherine awesome. Sullivan's coming down from Dallas to teach that, and we were trying to think of just a fun way to make sample boards. So we're going to work through a bunch of finishes and talk about the science of finishing and how to you know, pick a finish and application and mm-hmm. all that kind of things. But we want students to be able to take something home. So instead of doing <coughs> a Excuse sample me. board, we're doing a sample barrel. So basically oh. a, si- a six-sided column. It's oh, a cool. really small mm-hmm. column. So you've got a board.
1: Different wood species?
0: Uh, could be. Okay. Or basically cutting enough of walnut that you could have a full one all in walnut and so you can see all right here's shellac Mm. here's poly here's this one here's that one and try them all out on one species and then i've cut a whole bunch of scrap wood in those same dimensions and angles to be able to either make a separate one or substitute or you know if a student really knows they want to try something out on oak we've got a couple
1: pieces of that that's fun yeah Are we going to be doing a podcast with Catherine? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be cool.
0: Yeah. I generally try to ask every guest instructor if they'll do a a class or do a podcast with us while they're here for a class. So she is a store. And so she's actually doing some pretty amazing finishes, both modern and kind of traditional so I'm excited to learn from her in the class and
1: that'll be a great class that's that's our first finishing class right
0: uh first standalone finishing class we've always done it as part of a larger class mainly Mm -hmm. because I couldn't find a a instructor and what I find very interesting is when you are a professional furniture maker there's usually a period that you experiment with finish and then you find something you like, and then you stick with it. Yeah. Because anytime I would talk to one of our other teachers, they're like, well, I only do this, and I don't know anything else about that.
1: Yeah, these are my options, and that's it. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. You know, I talked to Phil, and he's like, well, I spray conversion varnish, and not great for a class or your right. general health. Yeah. And also, he doesn't know anything about, you know, some of the other ones that he hasn't used in a long time.
1: Right. And we don't have a spray booth here either, yeah. so... Um, yeah, hopefully something I'll have one day.
0: Yeah, I mean, we could probably make one. We've got a good room. I think we would have to... Yeah, totally. ...port it out the back of the warehouse. Oh, yeah, absolutely. wouldn't be too difficult, but I don't think the landlord would appreciate us cutting a giant hole in the back.
1: The building. Yeah, it also depends on, like, your filtration of the... Well, I guess what you're spraying and the filtration of that. Yep, yeah. Out the back, too, I mean...
0: Yeah, I think more likely if we were ever to build a building or or had more control over it, we would plan that as part of it so that you can have a separate space for it that's really designed for that.
1: Yeah, that'd be huge.
0: Yeah, and have a really nice space for it. That'd be huge. Yeah. Well, you and I have been working a lot on the Texas Woodworking Festival.
1: Yes. Lots of calls, lots of emails, lots of Zoom... Zooming. Zooming. Zoomies. Zoomification. (laughs) Calling people about
0: the festival. So I'm excited about it. August 26th and 27th. Yeah. But I was...
1: First year, it's two days, right?
0: Yeah. 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 They're really doubling the size. I mean, more than doubling the size and the duration and the offerings. So... How many
1: square footage are we renting out?
0: So we're at the smallest hall in Palmer Event Center. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. that is 25,000 square feet. Oh
1: my gosh. Okay.
0: <laughs> so last year, if you, if uh, for those that are listening or watching, we were at, I'm drawing a blank, blank on the Fair Market yes. in East Austin. And that was 10,000 square feet. Oh, okay. So more than double <coughs> yeah. inside, plus 5,000 square feet upstairs for the education level.
1: Yeah. Are we talking about the outdoor space yet or no? No, that's, okay. a, that's a secret. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. sorry.
0: You can hype it, but you just can't.
1: There might be an outdoor space. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but we also have, like, this year, we have the VIP lounge downstairs in the normal mm-hmm. space. We have the demo stage.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, multiple stages, multiple classrooms. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's another thing that's kind of different for this year is the different ticket tiers. Mm -hmm. So general admission gets you in the door, you know, walk around the exhibition hall, you get a drink token and hang out for the two days. And anything that's downstairs on the demo level, (coughs) excuse me, you get to see and participate in and and have fun. Mm -hmm. And then there is another ticket tier above that, which is the education level. And you get into the, you know, exhibition hall. As well as upstairs, and we're bringing in teachers and business people to lecture, demo, teach on various topics related to woodworking and furniture making. Mm -hmm. And then the VIP level gets you all of those things, plus access to the private VIP lounge, Mm -hmm. and there's Mm -hmm. a private bar in there, there's soft seating, you get a VIP swag bag with some things in it, a few other small things here and there. And then one thing that I'm really excited about is the VIP level gets you access to the after party. Which
1: is on Saturday.
0: Saturday evening. Yeah. after Immediately after the show.
1: After the first day of the show.
0: Right. Yeah. And that is only for exhibitors, the Texas Woodworking Festival staff and VIPs. I've always had a, a complaint about the show that it was my event, but I'm so busy that I don't actually get to talk to anybody that comes to the show. Yeah. Just running around doing things, working, and before you know it, it's over and everybody packs up and leaves. And yeah. I don't feel like I get to meet any Enjoy of the it. people that come. Yeah. 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 Whether they're, you know, a furniture maker or an influencer or whomever it might be. So I, I said I want an after party where I don't have to do anything and I can just hang out, talk to people.
1: Cool. Who are the like VIPs that are coming so far.
0: Well, I mean, who knows? I mean,
1: it's I, still pretty. Far. I message
0: Obama; he might be there. Oh, cool! Yeah. All right. I don't. I don't know. Does it,
1: Obama do woodworking? <laughs> <gasps>
0: no, no. I don't there are some celebrities out there. i heard that he's do. a big golfer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Big basketball player. Mm. But uh, I mean, so you can you can buy a VIP pass. So you know, however you want to define VIP. But then we are giving away some VIP tickets to individuals that we just want to come. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I don't necessarily have a, a list of hype names to, to throw out at you, but
1: we'll get that later.
0: Yeah, yeah. there you go. Content, <laughs> content creators, furniture makers, the e- exhibitors themselves will be there. So you can get a, those tickets, either GAEDU or VIP, mm-hmm. at the TexasWoodworkingFestival.com mm-hmm. website.
1: Do we know who yet will be uh, teaching in the educational mm-hmm.
0: yeah. lounge? Yeah, so we've got a number of different demonstrations set up that are available to see so far on the schedule, and that's Frank Straza, Philip Morley, Andrew Hunter, Mark Maycheck, and then I've got well. a, several others that I'm talking to right now. So we're trying oh, nice. to get a wide breadth of topics as well as courses related to... You could call it business of woodworking oh, so nice. pricing your work you know content creation videos things of that nature so i'm still working on those and i've got a few individuals i'm talking to about that Next. type of
1: stuff that'll be nice yeah that's exciting
0: yeah you're gonna be there
1: uh well yes <laughs> I'm, i have a booth
0: you do I have I have a booth. Yeah. yeah what yeah. are you gonna be doing in your booth
1: I'm just showing my work still trying to figure out what pieces or designs I'm going to have there I don't want to be redundant and show the same thing twice so um last time I showed my teardrop mirror Mm -hmm. a tabletop lamp and a nightstand so now I'm debating what would actually look best in a 10 by 10
0: yeah yeah well as a furniture maker what did you get out of the show if i can ask
1: last year um a lot of networking i think a lot of local people coming and um seeing who's there uh it was fun also. Yeah. Um, and it was fun to kind of just show off my work. Um, uh, it, it, it attracts a lot of woodworkers. Yeah. So, you know, you're kind of nerding out all day on, whoa, how did you do that? Oh, my gosh, what uh, that detail, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have the the people coming and just, like, getting on their hands and knees and, like, opening up your drawer and, like, (laughs) totally breaking down your work. And it can be intimidating, but, like, it's also really fun because I know what I'm showing is good, so go ahead. Just don't drop it. (laughs) (laughs) Just don't break it. Yeah, yeah, totally. And uh, Ask if you can touch it first. But um, it was a lot of that. I mean... I personally didn't sell anything at the show. That's okay, though. Um, I don't know. I don't really expect to sell anything at that show particularly. But if I get uh, noticed by some people who maybe keep me in mind for stuff later, that's fine. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And this year, you know, now that we've got a a bigger team kind of helping with this, I think we are going to be marketing as well to interior designers and architects. So that it is a little bit more attractive to a furniture maker from not just a help support the school and come show off what you're making, but you might sell something or get a client out of it.
1: Yeah, I actually did have an interior designer reach out to me by looking at the Texas Woodworking Festival
0: website. Oh, from being listed on the website?
1: Yeah. Okay. For being listed good. as an exhibitor.
0: So, you need to get a testimonial of that. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I didn't actually win the job, but, um, <laughs> oh, well, you, don't, you don't have to say that <laughs> part. <laughs> uh, too much truth. Um, it was still, it's still a good contact. You know, it's not like, uh, that's the end. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But you can always reach out to him on another job or something.
1: Yeah. Totally. And vice versa. But, you know, that person would have never found me if mm-hmm. I wasn't, wasn't there. So,
0: yeah. Well, I'm, I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be big, which is a bit terrifying for me. It's going to be great. But.
1: Well, you also hired, like, a lot more people to help you, so. Yeah. You're not alone.
0: I, you know, before the last festival, I had a a full set of hair, and I just, I I was so stressed (laughs) out. I pulled it all out, and it just never came back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I needed some help. This will be the first year that I'm not doing it by myself, which I. It's just that amazing. hair comment is not true for anybody who knows. I typically make up a different story about my hair every time. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Used to be like I didn't eat my vegetables, and so there you go. Yeah.
1: yeah when you were a teacher, that's probably what you said,
0: yep. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> didn't study English hard enough. What
1: so. happened to your hair, Mr. Waldo?
0: <laughs> yeah, it'll be it'll be a lot of fun. It'll be a lot of help to you know have a staff that's actually going to help me run it, and you know along with the school staff. And yeah, then it helps to promote the school and helps to raise funds. And
1: yeah, I think this year I'm super excited for the after party as well. But I, I'm I don't think I'm gonna be in my booth very much. <laughs> I think either my wife or my parents might be in my booth, and I might be just like walking around networking. Yeah,
0: well that's not a bad thing.
1: Um, we'll see. Maybe yeah. I could. Keep my daughter in my booth as like a little magnet. Yeah, for, bring people. Over <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! Look at the cute baby. Little,
0: little tools and apron and.
1: Totally, yeah. we have like all these tools for her, and she loves them. She yeah. loves her drill. Oh, nice, nice. It also makes a lot of noises. So. You got that um, tap tap bang bang book for her. Hmm. She likes it. It's not her favorite,
0: she but she loves
1: it. She she reads it. She'll pull it out. <laughs> <laughs> She'll pull it out every now and then.
0: Yeah, Well, we're getting new companies every week, mm-hmm. and there are some really cool companies that are going to be there already. Yeah. Um, Lee Nelson just recently signed up, yep. so that they're going to have some tools there, and that'll be a lot of fun.
1: Totally. That'll be good. Mm-hmm. Good to get your hands on some of those nice things.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, I recently met Wes Lewis, who runs... James Wesley Furniture. Okay, and say that name sounds familiar. And it, it, it's really weird how this whole thing came about, but one of our intensive students had given me a list of companies or in, in, individual furniture makers that he might want to work for after. Oh wow, and cool! We were talking about it and their type of furniture, and then he wanted like a letter of recommendation. Mm. And when I was and one of the companies he mentioned was James Wesley Furniture. And so I was going through this gentleman's Instagram, and he had a, a Mother's Day post about his wife. And then I realized that I went to school with his wife. Oh, wow. And that then he's from Wichita, which is where I'm from. Oh, my gosh. And that wow, he lives, or he works down the street from where my parents live. And so last time I was back visiting family, I went and saw a shop. Cool.
1: Yeah, I was looking at the map, the interactive map of where everybody is and I think I'm right next to him and that's like kind of intimidating cuz he <laughs> looks like he has some really good stuff so now I'm like I got to make I got to make my best bring
0: your A game Yeah man.
1: totally don't want to be next to somebody looking like an amateur <laughs> No he he does good work yeah. for sure Yeah but he had just
0: clean. finished this gigantic conference room table mm-hmm. right before uh, I visited and he was showing me the sample it's basically a nice version of Ikea cardboard furniture where it has corrugated cardboard in it. Because this is like 6 by 30 conference room table. Oh, wow. So to be able... You can't make that out of solid wood to have the inlay and veneer that he had on top. So it's basically this composite of cardboard yeah, and then wrapped in a very thin wood veneer. And it was crazy cool how it worked out. I've seen Phil do a few things like that. I did
1: see an article about that I think in fine word working recently, I was looking on their website um, when it was, they were, t- I was looking at an article about torsion boxes and they had mentioned it in there and I was like, okay, cool. I can see that in a torsion box or whatever, but like
0: for a table. Yeah. I mean, I bet maybe he'll bring the sampling. Check it out.
1: That'd be great. I'd love to see that. Wes.
0: Yeah, it's confusing. If you're his listening. name's West Lewis, but it's James Wesley Furniture.
1: Maybe that's his full name.
0: I yeah, I think it's his middle name. <laughs> Something. Yeah.
1: If you're listening, bring a sample, please. I want to see that.
0: Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, let's take a quick uh, drink refill break, and we'll get back. Okay. After these messages. righty. So yeah, like we're saying, Texas Woodworking Festival. August 26th and 27th, and you can get tickets at the TexasWoodworkingFestival.com. Mm-hmm. We kind of have an early bird special going on for the EDU and the VIP tickets right now. Till when? I should probably know that. I think it's March. Basically, until we have the schedule fully roughed out. Okay. And after that, everything will go up. Let's see. Get your tickets before the price goes up. Yeah. But, yeah, I think, you know, bigger picture besides just the Texas Woodworking Festival, I think there always seems to be a lack of community around some of these industrial arts, hobbies, totally. trade. And so.
1: Lack of community, lack of. Yeah, it it's almost like because it's done in such an industrial space like the finer arts don't like you're dirty
0: (laughs) (laughs) well yeah or if if you do something for a profession you know can you not have a you know a community around it and you know and there definitely is Mm. a lot of you know there's groups for every type of programming language and totally photography and videography but then for some reason you get into, you know, things that you do with your hands and it tends to be less, not non-existent, but less.
1: Well, I mean, I think especially in Austin, Austin's cool in that they have those creative spaces like um, Springdale General Mm -hmm. and places like that where it's like, oh, you're an artist here, take this space for, you know, a third of the cost that it would normally cost. Um, But those spaces are not – they're set up for, like, the textiles and mm-hmm. ceramics and painting. And, like, if we were to go to them and say, hey, I'm a woodworker, I'm going to just beat up your space. And make,
0: make a bunch of dust. Yeah. And, and noise. And
1: noise, yeah. Um, they – those those environments are not uh, conducive for us, mm-hmm. and, and we're probably not very welcome there. So – then yeah, you know,
0: I wouldn't say we're not welcome. I think it's just not like you said; it's not set up. Yeah, for that. yeah.
1: I guess. Yeah, I think you know if we had a showroom there, they'd be like awesome, great. Mm-hmm. But we can't. I don't think the noise and dust would be.
0: Yeah, I mean that is the so
1: wear and tear on the space.
0: If you were to go back and look at my original business plan, circa uh, 2016, when the ideas first started happening, it it was a ecosystem Springdale general for the industrial arts. That'd be awesome. And then my dreams were quickly crushed when I realized how much real estate. estate. Right.
1: Right. And the real estate is the biggest issue. And I think that's why we get so, so split up. I mean, you have at least in Austin, like the splitter group, which is a co-op shop kind of, um, and in other big cities you have those as well. I was in one in New York as well. Um, but, um space is so challenging for for the industrial arts and that's probably why we get so split up i think
0: yeah i mean can you start doing the math on square foot prices of real estate yeah and then square footage needed for woodworking maybe ceramics glass blowing any yeah. of those industrial and you start to see Blacksmith. that yeah metalwork yeah. yeah you start to see that you know, equilibrium point get way off totally. where even for woodworking classes, we need a lot of square footage, mm-hmm. but the per square foot price of light industrial spaces is just getting to the point where it's too high for anybody in those spaces to make money mm-hmm. unless you're part of a collective and that, that has some benefits there, but how long until the property owner sells that for development?
1: Mm-hmm. Or ups the price so much that you can't afford it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you're doing things about that.
0: Well, we're trying, <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't know. The meetup group always seems to, pre- seems to be pretty successful. Um, you know, there's more than... There's, like, at least 10 people there every time. Yeah. So...
0: Well, and I've always had the mentality whether it's work or your hobby, if you're not actually having fun most of the time, then what's the point? Why Why do it? Um, and that's not to say that you have to find a job that doesn't ever seem like work. I don't, you know, maybe some people have that, but even for me where I'm doing what I want to do, you got to sweep floors sometimes. Yeah, It's totally. not super enjoyable, but most of the time I'm enjoying what I'm doing so if you're in woodworking or you're in something else, you gotta find that community to be social and have fun, mm-hmm. uh, or just be that type of person that really enjoys your your time alone, which some people do. I do. <laughs> See, I'm i so, I'm a social butterfly. I need okay. I need people in the shop. <laughs> no,
1: I okay. Michelle separate, knows that yes. she
0: has to give me fifteen
1: Austin. minutes. I have to walk in and give Austin fifteen minutes <laughs> before
0: you're allowed to start working cuz I'm here all day every day mostly by myself unless we have classes going on. Michelle comes to work when she has like a big project going on. So mm-hmm. if she just starts woodworking then I'm just stand there and okay. stand over Hi. me. Can we talk? <laughs> How's life? What's new? Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I when I first started woodworking, I I was already pretty well plugged in with a lot of woodworkers from school Mm -hmm. um and also i worked uh at for lee nielsen and their traveling events so i'd always get those like social fixes i guess Mm -hmm. in the woodworking environment and i took it for granted and You know, you would get those guys that came to the show at 8 a.m. and stay there till 4 the whole time and just, Mm -hmm. like, talk to people Mm -hmm. because that's what they were craving. And I didn't understand it at the time. I was like, this guy has been here all day and just going up to people talking to them. Like, what are you working on now? (laughs) And uh, later on when I was doing woodworking more on the side and had a more full-time job, I realized, like, what those guys were doing. I realized that social fix and that just, like, nerding out and how, you know, soul-filling that mm-hmm. was.
0: Yeah. So And it, it's interesting because you can have – you can meet a complete stranger, and if you happen to have that same hobby or passion
1: – You just start talking it, oh, the language. Yeah. yeah, you just speak the same language.
0: We, we had two students – that were here taking woodworking classes. I can't remember what the class it was, but never met each other from different states, and they were both, uh, I think, I don't know what the amateur version of an ornithologist is, but a bird watcher. Oh, okay, okay. Like bird nerds. (laughs) Yeah, totally. We're wood nerds, and and they just, they switched workbenches to be next to each other and just started talking (laughs) about birds the whole time. And they had apps that listened to the birds and, you know, new friends yeah. instantly. And so it's the same thing when I meet somebody that's a woodworker or I'm riding my bike through some random neighborhood and I hear a planer off in the distance and someone's in their garage. And yeah. It's like, can I walk up to this person's house and say hi? <laughs> Got to be careful in Texas. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. There are, uh, surprisingly, in my neighborhood, there are a lot of hobbyists Yeah, and uh, – we're like all recently finding each other. And then I was walking my dog like a year ago and this guy's in his garage, like planing something, listening to Brandy Carlisle. And I was like, that is my person (laughs) over there. My best friend. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it it is funny how that happens. (laughs) Yeah. Cool.
0: All right. That's all I got. Me too. Okay.
1: That was fun. Okay.
0: yeah, I had fun. Me too. Until next time. See ya. We're not going to get into that.
1: I don't know. We got to figure it out, man. We haven't figured it out. The the alpha hasn't come out yet.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The podcast alpha. Who shall it be? We got to do the actual ending first.
1: Oh, what's the ending?
0: Where we say stuff to end. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well- if you like the podcast, like and subscribe. Uh, we're available on the different platforms, YouTube, and all the other audio ones. But check out the rest of our videos. And if you're interested in the school, check out austinschooloffurniture.com. We also have online videos that you can find at Austin school of Furniture. online And, of course, if you're interested in coming to the Texas Woodworking Festival in August, check out the Texas Woodworking Festival.com.
1: Thank you for listening.
0: Bye you <laughs>